Okay, we are in Sefer Nehemia, Perik Yud, Pasuk Aleph, Ubecholzos Anachnu Korsim Amona. We have said that Prakim, Ches, Tes, and Yud today, these three Prakim, are part of a single process. We started in Perik Ches with a national jubilant return to the splendor of the Beis HaMikdash and of Am Yisrael. Back in the Beis HaMikdash, a dedication starting with Rosh Hashanah, the first Rosh Hashanah in Bayesheni, followed by Sukkot, followed by Shmini Yatzeres, a call to national greatness with Ezra, now well over a hundred coming out of his um, self-imposed retirement and reading to the people the Sefer Torah that had come down to him that had been written by Moshe Rabbeinu. And the people were just beautifully inspired. And then we followed that with the Levian teaching the people a historical lesson, tracing the history from Avraham down to the current era. And of course, the natural consequence of it was that the people realized, as if in one voice, that they themselves had been sadly deficient in holding up their end of the covenantal bargain with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. They have betrayed, they have sinned, they have strayed, they have rewarded kindness with just total indifference, and they feel it. They feel a collective sense of, of tshuva, of mourning, of total regret. And out of this comes the decision we are now going to learn in Perik Yud, to enter into literally a new written covenant with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, where they were going to change their ways, where they were going to all sign to a complete, dedicated, unequivocal acceptance of the Kaddish Baruch Hu and the responsibilities that it placed on them as Jews. And we're going to see they take on mitzvos or reaffirm their commitment to mitzvos that go beyond what the Diorisa, uh, what was really imposed by the Bible. They increase the burden on them. They extend, as we're going to see, the parameters. So let's begin. Perik Yud Hilly, one question. The, the, the Sefer Torah... How did Ezra get it? Where, where did it come from? Simple. It's passed on from generation to generation. The Rambam traces it in that it's a chain that goes down Moshe to Yoshua so to Shmuel. They yeah. carried it into exile with them. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's what we are taught. Wasn't, wasn't one of them in the, in the Aaron Kodesh? Say that again. Wasn't one of them placed in the Aaron? One of them was based in the Luchos. The Luchos was based Luchos in the Aaron. Um, might have been then put in Geniza. This was oh, a copy. There was, there was more than one. There were two copies. It was about 100 years after it was, after it was hidden. Easy, yeah. Yeah, in other words, it's hidden before the destruction of the first temple. 
So that was, you know, at least 70, 80 years ago. So yeah, very who, close who, to it. Who's the number that found the Torah? Remember someone finds like when he's seven, or Shea, I think? Uh, that was when he finds Javarim, right. He finds Sefer Javarim. Yo Yoachim. Yo and that starts a national tshuva movement. So this starts a, a tremendous national tshuva movement. And Rav Schwab, in his commentary, has a beautiful turn of phrase. He calls it a declaration of dependence that now B'nai Yisrael reaffirmed their dependence. So let's begin. Where do they sign this? On what document? Is the paper somewhere? What is the... Do they have this document anywhere? they sign the... Good question. We're coming to that. How do they sign a document? Uvachalzos. Anachnu Karsim. In other words, after all this, after we had learned all this, as Rashi says... We saw the terrible things that happened to us because of our absolute straying and, and denying the lessons of the Torah. We are making a sign covenant. And on this document, we will have the signatories our officers, our Levim, our Kohanim. And so now the question is, how does one make a covenant with the Kaddish Baruch Hu? The Medrash gives us a beautiful Medrash that they wrote it out and they left it overnight in the Beis HaMikdash. And the next morning, it was signed with the Shem Hashem in the form of one of the names that we have, Shem Hashem, or the word MS was affixed to it indicating that the Kaddish Baruch Hu had be signed on this note. It's interestingly uh, noticeable that Ezra is not one of the signers that we're going to learn, and the reason given for that is a fairly interesting one. Ezra is the one you are making the promise to. He is the obligor. He's not the obligee, and so therefore he does not sign. Uh, he doesn't have to. So now they sign this agreement. The Allah Khatumim Nechem, and now we're gonna have a list of those signatories, those obligees. Balachatumim Nechemya Hatashasab, Nechemya was on Nechemya Ben Khakolya Sitkiya, Sorea Azarya Yumiya, Pashkur Amre Malkia, Hatur Shan Shabna Maloch. Chorim, Mirmos, Obadia, Janiel, Genusan, Baruch, Meshulam, Avia, Miyomin, Mazia, Balge, Shamaya, Ela, HaKohanim. So there are 17 Kohanim. There are going to be 84 signatories at all at, at, uh, in total, including the Ansheik Nessus Hagdola, the Kohanim, and the Levian. Now the Halavim, the Yoshua ben Aznaya, Binu Mibnei Chanodel Kadmiel, Bachehem Shibnia, Hodia, Klita, Polya, Chonon, Micha, Rachel, Chashmaya, Zakir, Sharabia, Shibnaya, Hodaya, Benebaninu, Rashi, Om, now, that's the Levites. Uh, and notice there are a few Levites, as we're going to see later. We saw how uh, Nehemiah had to work so hard pleading with Levites to come. So much so that he went to a village that was populated with many Levites, begging them to come along to the Beis Hamikdash. And we're going to see they are penalized for it later on. 
Micha Rachol Chashvaya, Zakur Sharabia Shabnaya, Hodia Bene Benenu, Rashi Ha'om. Now the leaders of the nation, Parush Pachas Moav, Elam Zatnu Bonai, Bnei Agzor Bevave, Adina Begave Odin, Oter Chizkia Azor, Hodia Choshem Botzi, Chorif Avunas Anevai Makbias Meshulam Chazer, Mashavzer Tzadok Yadua, Palti Yochanan Anoyo, Hosea Chananya Choshel, Halochesh Pilchoshobak, Ruchum Cheshbenaya Maaseha. And now, the rest of the nation, these are the 84 signatures, but the rest of the nation, those that guard the gates, the singers, those we saw that do the minor tasks, in the Chol Hanivdo and all those that separated from the rest of the nations to come, Yerushalayim, El Torah, Elohim, Neshehem, their wives, Benayim, Uvnosehem, Kol Yodea, Maven, all those capable of understanding what was being done here. They weren't signatories, but they are part of that covenant between the Kaddish Baruch Hu and Bnei Yisrael. And what they did, they held on to the nobles. In other words, they followed the example of the nobles to join this pact, or the nobles brought them along. And they sealed it both with an um, oath as well as a curse, which we have seen often. You combine the curse in the sense that if we don't do this, if we don't follow the covenant, uh, may we be cursed. Like the one imposes on the uh, Sota is a good example of you combine the curse with the Shua. Well, leches v'toros elokim, and now come the specifics of what they are pledging to observe. And we're going to see in these specifics, they go often far beyond what the Torah mandates or what they are required to do. They take it upon themselves, the additional chumros, as we're going to see. And so the first one, Loleches v'toras Elohim asher nitna biyad Moshe eved Elohim. To follow in the Torah. The reason that exceeds it, it goes beyond. It says they are committing not only to Torah Shebiktav, they are committing to the Torah Shebal Peh, all the Chukim, the Mishpatim, without distinction. The ordinances, the laws, the as we say, going far beyond what was commanded at Har Sinai. We take that upon ourselves. The second one, intermarriage. We thought that Ezra initially had obviated much of the um, intermarriage that went on, but no, apparently there are still existing intermarriages brought on by people who came later from other nations, etc. So there was still very much intermarriage. But remember, the Torah commands, or prohibits rather, intermarriage with the seven Canaanite nations. Here it's across the board. We are not giving our sons, we are not giving our daughters to intermarriage, period. 
We know we have restrictions on business on Shabbos. According to the Torah, the restrictions are based on the Lametes um, Malachos. If it violates one of the Lametes Malachos, one does not do business on Shabbos. But here they are saying any kind of merchandise, Mekach Menkar, we will not allow. <coughs> We are not going to just observe the letter of the law. We are going to observe the spirit of the law of Shabbos. We are going to be bring Oneg Shabbos, covered Shabbos, and we are going to ban any business activity, the displaying of wares, the selling even on credit, the selling orally, banned, not to be had. Moreover, Venites es Hashona Hashvias Umase Kolyod. The rule of Shemitah. Now, there's a particular problem here because some say that you do not have to do Shemitah if there is no Yovel. You don't have to do Yovel if most of the Jews are not living in Eretz Yisrael. And this was the situation here. So the question was, if there was no Yovel, they went without Shemitah for many years. In fact, some say that that was part of the punishment, that they went 70 years, 70 times 490 years without Shemitah. Now, Shemitah across the board, whether it's Yovel or not, they are doing and restoring Shemitah and all its ramifications in Eretz Yisrael, in Judea. And we have imposed on ourselves a, a contribution of one-third of a shekel for avodas veselokenu. It could be for korbanos. It could be for bedek maintenance. But it's in addition. Remember, you had to give a machsit hashekel. That was from the Torah, half a shekel. Here we are pledging one-third. As Mephoshim say, obviously it was needed. You had less people, and so what you did was a voluntary contribution in excess of the mandatory contribution is what they took upon themselves. Interestingly, we ought to pause to notice, in this list is a glaring omission, and a good one, Avodah there is no mention of Avodah Zorah, which we know was the bane of our national existence from the beginning. Uh, and yet now it has reached a stage where, because the Yanshek Nessus Hadola prayed for the abolition of the taiva, of the lust for Avodah Zorah, and it was answered by the Kaddish Baruch that Avodah Zorah disappears as a, um, a phenomenon at this point. There is no more type of Avodah Zorah, although some may argue we have just substituted different Avodah Zorah, but here, again, an omission Avodah Zorah. Now, to the base Hamikdash, L'lechem HaMareches Minchas HaTamim. We are pledging ourselves to the mitzvah of the Lechem HaPanim, the bread that they brought each week. the Minchas HaTamim, the Tamid offering in the morning and the evening. Ulolas HaTamid, the Olas HaTamid given HaShabbosos, on Shabbos, HaChadoshim, the month, the Rosh Chodesh, 
Mincha Lamoadim to the holidays, Ula Kadashim, Ula Khatas, or Kodesh, the Khatas, Lechapera Yisrael, all the Avodos, all we we pledge ourselves, and obviously without the temple there had been a complete um, fall off of these very vital korbanos, minachos, and lechem hatamid. Anything that was associated as an avoda, as a malacha, we take it upon ourselves. Moreover, one of the things we had in the Beis Hamikdash initially was people who gave money for wood. The wood of the Beis Hamikdash. This died out, died out, lack of money, lack of commitment. Now we're going to restore that concept of wood where there are going to be lotteries. The Hagorolot, Hepilnu, Al Korban, Ha'etzim, Ha'kohanam, Ha'levim, Va'om, Lo'avi, Le'beis Elotenu, Le'beis Abosenu, Le'etim Muzmanim. It was at a chosen time. Some did it for a month, some did it for certain holidays. Shana um, b'shana each year, the buyer of Hamizbeach to be burnt on the altar. Hashem alokenu kakosu b'Torah, as was required by the Torah, a practice that had fallen into total disuse. Ulovias bikureyat masenu, and now the bikurim, the first fruits of the land that we bring on Shavuos, uvikurei kopri, and now we're going to extend it. They are going to the bikurim, not only of the seven minim, the seven. Uh, products that are indigenous to Eretz Yisrael, we give a Bikurim. Bikurim called Pri, all fruits, called eights, new trees, Shana B'Shana, Leves Hashem. Each year, we will extend this concept of Bikurim. There's Bachros Banenu Bentenu and the law of Bachar. We are going to continue, we are going to give our Bacharos, the Bachar, to uh, the Kohen to redeem, Ubehemtenu, certain animals, we know, for example, the donkey, the Peter Rechem of Hamor, was given to the Kohen. Kachosid Batorah, Vespechorei Bechorenu, but here's the extension. We are going to do it to our Bechorim of our flocks, our son, our cattle. Bring it to the Kohanim in the temple. In the olden days, the practice was you could seek out the Kohen in each city, in each locality. Now they don't want that. They want the Kohanim staying in the Beis Hamikdash. There weren't that many Kohanim. They didn't want them to take their leave. Bring it to a central location at the Beis Hamikdash we institute. The first, the challah. We are going to take the challah and give it to the Kohen as truma. Upri call eights, tiros, we're all trees and vineyards and um, corn. Novi la kohanim el to bring it to these specially designated offices in the Kohen of Maser ad Marsenu la Levim and continue the Maser to the Levim. These are the Levites that were scattered in all the places of the city. Again, so few Levites, we don't want them leaving. We establish a central place. Again, this Maser, as we're going to see, the traditional Maser that went to the Levi. They say that Ezra was initially so outraged at the failure, the total failure of the Levium to respond to the national return to Judea, that he abolished 
that Maser that goes to the Levi, but we're going to see that is now restored. Get their Maser and in turn give a Maser of their Maser to the Kohanim. There are specially designated offices. You do not have to leave the premises. The Kohen doesn't have to leave. The Levi doesn't have to leave. It is brought to them here. The El Halishkos bring to those designated places your view, B'nai Israel, B'nai HaLevi, Eschumas HaDzogon, the wheat, the corn, the, the wine, Yitza, Veshom Klei HaMikdash, HaKohanim, HaMishosim, HaShawarim, HaMishosim. There will be the Kohanim. There will be the uh, teachers, those who guard the gates, that's Levim, HaMishosim, those that lead us in the song. They will not leave the base Hamikdash. We spiritually will not leave the base Hamikdash. So you see a tremendous, tremendous Shuba movement reduced to a covenant, the restoration of a covenant between the Kaddish Baruch Hu and Hashem. B'nai Israel has done one of the greatest national Shuba movements of all time, and it augurs well. And Amir Hashem Monday, we're going to have a two-day recess, but Monday, uh, January 9th, um, we are going to return and go back to this fortification of the walls, the extension of the walls that we had in Parrot Zion. 8.45 a.m., Monday morning. Be there. You will not want to miss it. Ad Khan.